I'm Amy Timmerman. And I'm Lisa Damaris. And this is Appraiser Talk, a show where I ask Lisa, the Vice President of Appraisal Issues at the Appraisal Foundation, your appraisal questions. We answer questions from every corner of the appraisal profession, from consumers to appraisers and real estate to business valuation. Welcome to today's episode. This week, we're talking about what USPAP does and doesn't cover with our listener question. Here it is, Lisa. How does an appraiser appraise a property? Well, Amy, this is going to take a little exploration into what USPAP covers and what it doesn't. But you know, the short answer to this question is the one I like to tell folks, and probably one of my most favorite answers is, it depends. So let's get into this a little bit before circling back to the question. Does USPAP tell an appraiser how to appraise something, say a house or a piece of jewelry? A great question. How an appraiser goes about appraising something is what we call the appraisal process. And USPAP does not have standards that specifically address the exact solutions an appraiser will have for any specific appraisal assignment. If USPAP doesn't tell an appraiser how to appraise something, what are the standards it is laying out? To understand how USPAP is laid out, it's important to learn how its various parts complement the primary goal of promoting and preserving the public trust. All of USPAP is written around the basic principle that an appraiser must develop credible analyses, opinions, and conclusions, and communicate those results to intended users of their services in a manner that is meaningful and not misleading. You know, some professionals like medical doctors have standards which contain purely ethical objectives that address only intentional behavior. But others like USPAP go beyond just addressing ethical behavior. Now, USPAP is written in a way that addresses both ethical behavior, and competent performance. So meaning that it is framed around requirements the appraiser must intentionally follow to act ethically and requirements the appraiser must follow to perform competently. So USPAP is organized as follows. It has a preamble, and that explains how all of the various parts of USPAP fit together. So if you want to understand USPAP quickly, I recommend reading those two pages in depth and really absorb all the details and information there. USPAP also has definitions. These establish how certain words or phrases are used specifically in USPAP. After the preamble and after the definitions, it goes right into the rules and the standards that appraisers are required to follow. The general rules address ethical behavior and competent performance that apply to all appraisal practice. Then there are additional rules that apply just to appraisal and appraisal review assignments. And those are the record keeping rule, the scope of work rule, and the jurisdictional exception rule. And finally, USPAP has the specific standards that apply to appraisal and appraisal review development and to appraisal and appraisal review reporting. So where could someone go if they wanted to learn more about the appraisal process itself? So the actual appraisal process an appraiser follows to appraise something so may that be something like a 200-year-old painting, a Marilyn Monroe dress, a national park, a tractor, a billboard, water or mineral rights, 
a mansion, a cabin, or even a sports therapy business. Those would be considered the methods and techniques they are using in their appraisal. What methods an appraiser should use or what research and analysis they should conduct will depend on what appraisal problem they are trying to solve. As we've already covered, this isn't something that the foundation does in USPAP or in any of its publications. You can learn about the appraisal process through education materials, which are available from many of our sponsors. You can contact any appraisal education provider or any of our sponsors to find education materials or other resources to learn more about the appraisal process itself or about the various methods and techniques an appraiser might follow when completing an appraisal. If you'd like to see a full list of our sponsors, go to our website and click on Sponsors under the About section. You'll see a full listing along with links to their websites. And I just want to say a real quick thank you to all of our sponsors. They really do provide a lot of valuable resources for appraisers. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you'll tune in each week to Appraiser Talk. You can send in your questions to me at amy, A-M-Y, at appraisalfoundation.org, and you might just hear us answer it in a future episode. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Appraiser Talk is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.